The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened in the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Hmm, a lot of posts today. Okay, look, look, look at all this post. Let's, let's go through the post, shall we? What have we, what have we got? Uh, Bill, 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 parking ticket, Bill, Letter of no confidence. Bill. Parking ticket. Paternity claim. Bill. Final warning. Letter of no confidence. Paternity claim. Letter of no confidence. Bill. Bill. Letter of no confidence. Paternity claim. Bill. 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 It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. That's fun. Crawlers and come over again on Wizard Radio before that. Charlie Puth and Light Switch and... Hi. You're right. Saturday afternoon with Alec Feldman is on for another week. How has it been? How are you, how are you doing? I, last week, mentioned in the second bit of the show that there was a risk that I might have to isolate with COVID this week. It was a real risk. I thought it might happen. Did it happen? you got to wait and find out. Oh, I'm such a tease. I'm not going to tell you yet. I'm going to make you wait another 20 minutes or so, and then I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened and whether or not I had slash currently have COVID. Hmm. Uh, send any guesses if you fancy. Do I have COVID? Yes or no? You know the number. Don't, don't bother. That's a rubbish guessing game. Uh, on the show today, a surprisingly large amount of chat about Lord Sugar. I haven't mentioned Lord Sugar on the show for a while. When was the last time? Was it when he was complaining about his telly? I think that might have been it, and that was a very long time ago. So, Lord Sugar returns to the show in a big way, not as a guest, unfortunately. Um, I have two bits <laughs> of Alan Sugar-related content today. I'm really making up for lost time here. So, um, I want to play a little Lord Sugar-based game with you in about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sentence I never thought I'd say. And then after 4 o'clock, we do need to discuss just The Apprentice in its entirety. There is so much to unpack. I've got back into it, and wow. Just wow. <laughs> They've got stupider. So that's on the way, about 10 past 4. We'll, we'll get into all that. Um, in other news, Build-A-Bear has gone X-rated. Need to discuss this. And Microsoft PowerPoint is it's really having a revival at the moment it's out here changing people's lives genuinely and that also must be discussed before the end of the show got a 60 second guide for you as well i've got what's going on there's a lot there's a lot going on in the show today not least me announcing whether or not i have covid that i mean that's the highlight really that's the most exciting bit um but before we get into all of that great stuff um let's talk about the worst and best things in the world this week I'm a very fickle human being. 
the thing I'm obsessed with one week, I've completely forgotten about it the next, and something new has come along that I'm enjoying more or hating on more. And this is what's up and what's down this week. Um, the worst thing in the world this week, I mean, there's a lot of choice, there always is, but I accidentally discovered potholing TikTok. Uh, that's the sentence again I never thought I'd really say. I haven't, I mean, I wasn't really aware of potholing until this week, but it's a an extreme hobby, I guess you could call it, where you you just sort of crawl around in like underground caves, but someone put a video I, I didn't see this on tiktok i saw it on twitter and then investigate further on tiktok somebody put on a video of them going potholing and it's that they're, they're just like standing there and there's a very 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 small opening in the ground like literally the width and size of their body like it's tiny so small and you just see them going in legs first to this really teeny tiny hole in the ground like like they need to put body parts in one at a time to get their whole body in and then you just see them go in and the last thing that goes in their head and you just see their head pop into the ground and then they're gone and they've got a little helmet and a light and i mean who knows what was under there they don't know they have no way of knowing they just crawl around in these teeny tiny spaces underground and it's the most stressful thing i've seen in a very long time i mean that'd be horrible underground in the dark, it could collapse at any time. If it if it rains, all the mud will go all sloppy and like close your way back, and you have no way of knowing how to get back. What if you lose your tiny little hole? Honestly, horrendous. And I didn't need to see that, and yet I voluntarily exposed myself to loads of these videos, and it's terrible. And so I wouldn't recommend you do the same, but do go go and look at it. So you'll be horrified and have a panic attack. <laughs> so that's the worst thing in the world this week. Um, I've actually got three best things in the world this week. I know, I'm breaking format. Um, first one is this this guy who tracks the planes of billionaires. And he started off doing it to Elon Musk. He's like got this bot that tracks where their flights are going. Because all, all flight information is like publicly available. So he tracks Elon Musk's private jet. And Elon Musk messaged me like, "Can you can you stop doing this, please? I'll give you five thousand dollars if you stop like embarrassing me." And he was like, mm, "No, how about 50? But now he's expanded it and he's tracking loads of other billionaires' private jets as well. So well done to him exposing their carbon footprints. I wonder if he's got Boris Johnson's plane on there. He flew to Blackpool this week and it took about half an hour less than it would have taken on the train. So well done, saving the saving the planet out here." Um, so that's one of the best things in the world this week. The other is something I would like to play you. I've, I've got a clip for the best thing in the world this week, and it's an interview that was on the TV this morning. It was on BBC Breakfast. It, it was a guy, was it Charlie State who did the interview? I think it was. And he has interviewed Nadine Dorries, who's like the only Tory MP who's still going on the telly to defend Boris Johnson, and it's really awkward let's have a listen okay let's move on to other issues have you spoken to the prime minister recently in the last 24 hours why why are you asking me that question i'd like to know um uh, we've we've communicated such an easy question to answer and it totally floored her it's just you never see politicians do that on the telly you they always like bluster or try and change the subject. I've never seen one go completely silent, just go, why? Why are you asking this question? <laughs> That's such an odd response. It's, it's an easy question as well. You go, yes, we speak. No, we haven't spoken. <laughs> what does she gain from questioning it? Other than, I guess, going viral and getting idiots like me talking about it. Maybe that was the master plan all along. Although I don't really know what it's achieving, but they, have, they haven't spoken, but they have communicated. Does that mean that we've been sending each other naughty pictures? Maybe that's that's what she was talking about. Anyway, that's why she didn't want to answer the question. So that is the other best thing in the world. I have a third best thing, but I'm going to make you wait for it because this is like next level. This deserves its own bit of the show and it involves Jesse J. Okay, that's all I'm telling you. I'll, I'll explain everything in a second after I play Holly Humberstone, London is Lonely. Holly Humberstone on Wizard Radio. That was London is Lonely. 
And coming up, Chainsmokers, Charlie XCX, and Shensi Oswell. Uh, I'm Alec Feldman. Hello. I promised you an extra best thing in the world this week, and I said it was really good, and it is really good. This is genuinely the best thing I've seen in the world this week. The other two were, were good. You know, it's like the, like, the first two were like, ah, funny. This is like, oh my God, I'm going to laugh hysterically, even though no one else is in the room because it's that funny. And it involves Jesse J. Who doesn't love a bit of Jessie J? I feel like Jessie J's everywhere at the moment. She was nowhere for years, and now she's everywhere again. So, Jessie J, if, you, if you're not aware of Jessie J, pop star, active from approximately 2011 to um, generously 2013, more like 2012, really. It was, it was a short-lived fame. She, oh, she was on The Voice. She was a judge on The Voice for a bit, and I think now she's quite famous in China and used to date Channing Tatum. That's sort of the the biog of Jessie J. But also became quite famous for taking her live performances really, really seriously. Whenever she'd perform a song like live on stage, she'd always do all these weird vocal things to make it more like powerful and emotional. And here is an example of some of Jessie J's greatest hits. Jessie J! Okay, uh, we need to take it back in time When music made us all unite And it wasn't low blows and video girls I'm not the only one getting tired Everybody looks to the left Everybody looks to the right Can you feel that shit? We're paying with love tonight It's not about the money, money, money We don't need your money, not the money, not the money We just want to make the world dance Forget about the price tag. Ain't about the ah, uh, cha-ching, cha-ching. Ain't about the bubbling, bubbling. Wanna make the world dance? Forget about the break it down. Break it down now. So that's that's Jesse J, right? That that is slightly edited, but it is all from one performance. That all genuinely happened. Okay, that that's her thing. That's what she does. That takes it very very seriously and i discovered this this is the best thing in the world this week. that wasn't the best thing in the world this week that was just the warm-up okay i discovered this when i was i can't remember why i was doing this i was researching jesse j and i googled jesse j funny and i clicked the first result that came up and it made me howl with laughter even though it is about eight years old probably so you know the song bang bang with jesse j and ariana grande and Nicki Minaj sounds like this so that's how it's supposed to sound but the first result when you search jesse j funny on google is a shred that someone's made and i've not really seen many of these before and so i clicked on it not knowing what to expect and it just made me howl with laughter and it's so good that i need to play you a good a good minute of it so if you're ready if you sat down if you're prepared this is the funniest thing I've possibly ever heard, ever. Hello, I'm Jessie J, and this is Louis on guitar. And I'm about to sing my first single from my third album, Sweet Talker, and it is called Bang Bang. Let's go. She got a body like an hourglass, but I can give it to you all the time. She got a booty like a Cadillac, but I could send you into overdrive. Oh, you've been waiting for that. Stop, hold on, bring you back. See, anybody can be bad to you. You need a good girl to <laughs> blow your mind. There we go. Into the room. I know you want it, bang, bang, all over you. I'll let you have it. Wait a minute, let me take you there. Wait a minute till you're... <laughs> it's so good. It's very... I don't know what they've done to it. I don't know if they've just like messed with the original audio or re-recorded it or what. But the, the out-of-tune guitar, the weird singing... It's amazing, and I watched it like three times in a row, and it still makes me laugh. And that is the best thing in the world this week. Thank you so much to Jesse J for bringing that joy into my life. 
This is new from the Chainsmokers. It's called High. Wizard Radio, new from the Chainsmokers. That was High. I'm Alec Feldman. Hello. Coming up, Charlie XCX and uh, Shenty as well. I want to play a sort, of, sort of a game. It's sort of not a game, just a bit of fun that everyone can get involved with um, unless you have turned your autocomplete on your phone off. So if you have, uh, maybe turn it on so you can get involved with this. I've recently got back into The Apprentice. You see, this is the, the Lord Sugar content coming through. I know you've all been waiting for it. Um, got back into it this series. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I fancied it. We've got a, a shiny new telly that I feel like I've spoken about every week for the last month. And so we feel like to get our money's worth, you have to watch stuff on it. So um, I've got back into The Apprentice and this series is brilliant. And at 10 past four, we need to talk about the actual show in more detail because, oh my God, how are they so dumb? I don't understand it. We need to talk about that more later. I've got a whole a whole dissection for you. But when I was watching it and I was taking notes, I noticed my my um, autocomplete on my phone kept suggesting things that I could I could type about Lord Sugar, and I find Lord Sugar inherently quite funny as a human being. He just is. Um, and so what I want to do this afternoon is see what what lies we can make up, basically, about Lord Sugar. I know this is a little bit risky because he quite famously does like suing people and has lots of money to do so. Um, but that said, let's give it a go and see if the lawyer's letters arrive or not. Um, I would like you to type into your phone something like Alan Sugar or Sir Alan Sugar or Lord Alan Sugar or Lord Sugar, something like that. And then just keep going on the autocomplete suggestions and see what you end up with. And we could make up some weird lies about, you know, Britain's grumpiest lord. So I'm going to give it a go now. Okay. Lord Alan. It's already suggesting sugar, which is a good sign. Uh, lord Alan Sugar. As a result of the day of the day of the day of the oh I'm stuck in the loop day of the show is on the radio in Swansea. There we go. We got there in the end. I had to get out of the loop by choosing one of the ones on the left, but. What we have got from my autocomplete, Lord Alan Sugar, as a result of the day 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 of the show, is on the radio in Swansea. <laughs> um, so that's something I bet you didn't know about Lord Sugar. What about you? What weird things can we fabricate about Lord Alan Sugar just by using the autocomplete function on your phone? Go, go, go. Type it in your notes app, type it in your text app, and then send it my way, please. My number is 07807 183. 538. That's 07807-183-538. You can email station at wizardradio.co.uk or slide into those DMs. Go on, slide in uh, at wizardradio on Instagram and Twitter. Just type in Lord Sugar and then see what autocomplete throws at you until it ceases to make any sense whatsoever and then send it to me and we'll see what we get. Coming up, Shensi after this song, which I quite like by Charlie XX and Rina Soyama. Samples a song from the past. It's called Beg For You. It's on Wizard Radio right now. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Mediocre broadcasting since 2017. Shenzi, Megan the Stallion with Lick on Wizard Radio. Uh, there was a very small part of me that was very tempted to lick the microphone and then realised that would be disgusting and horrible to listen to, so I won't. Before that, Charlie XCX, Rina Sawayama and Beg For You. Hi, it's Alec Feldman. Lauv and Alesso coming up shortly. We are having a bit of fun with autocorrect this afternoon because I would like to fabricate some lies about Lord Alan Sugar, basically. Um, I typed it in on my phone and came up with Lord Alan Sugar as a result of the day 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 of the show is on the radio in Swansea. Now what that actually means, you can make your own mind up. Um, I guess it could mean on the day The Apprentice is on the TV, he's on the radio in Swansea. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Um, my sister has sent me one. Um, says, Alan Sugar and I will be in the future home, ladies and gentlemen. So she will one day be in an old people's home with Alan Sugar. 
I don't know how that works. I suppose he'll live to be like a million because he's, he's really rich and stuff. Uh, what else we got? George says, Lord Sugar, thanks again for letting me know you have a wonderful weekend with my brother and I. Hope you know that you have a wonderful Christmas. You know what's great about these? these they're all like grammatically correct, but they, do, they make no sense from a, you know, they convey no meaning, <laughs> but it's just weird, isn't it? Robots aren't quite quite there yet, which is a relief, I suppose. Um, which is very, you know, it's like when you leave The Apprentice, what do you say? He goes, you're fired. You go, Lord Sugar, thanks again for letting me know you have a wonderful weekend with my brother, and I hope you know that you have a wonderful Christmas. Nonsense, but fun. Uh, Riley, Alan Sugar, can do it tomorrow if you need anything like that. Lol. Which, that, has, that does actually make sense. It, <laughs> it's like Lord Sugar has tasked him with something. Your task is to go to the shops and buy some washing up liquid. And he's gone, Alan Sugar, can do it tomorrow if you need anything like that, lol. Um, although if you did reply to Lord Sugar like that when he tells you to do something, I don't think it would go down very well. You know what I mean? He, he strikes me as the kind of person that can make a joke absolutely can't take a joke and if he thinks you're not giving him enough respect he will be fuming that's the impression i get uh, which could be wrong of course i'm sure he's a lovely man with lots of lawyers um so <laughs> we better tread carefully eh? jody has had to go and hers is alan sugar just got home and now she's going to get a haircut and i'll be there <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in this one Alan Sugar has changed gender and Jodie is going to watch her get a haircut very wholesome do you think Lord Sugar do you think Lord Sugar gets like professional haircuts do you think he gets Mrs Lord Sugar to do it for him like, it looks a bit like a DIY job that and I should know I'm the expert on DIY haircuts I think Lord Sugar might get his wife to cut his hair but I could be wrong I could be wrong um Jamie has had a go. Sir Alan Sugar is the one who has killed a couple of people in a meeting with the UK. And yes, sir, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were coming over. I mean, where's the lie there? I'm sure this is this is probably true. You know what I mean? You see the bit on The Apprentice where they get fired. You don't see what happens to them afterwards. They don't actually get in a taxi and, and drive away and say something like, I'll be back. Yeah, this isn't the last you've heard of me. What actually happens once everyone's gone is Lord Sugar does kill them. Um, yeah, he's got like a, a killing room behind. Do you know the doors behind the boardroom that he comes in? That's actually Lord Sugar's killing room. And that's where the fired apprentices all get put to death. Yeah, you heard that one here first. So if anyone from the, the press is listening, the Sun or the, the Daily Mail, um, Lord Sugar has killed people in meetings. Uh, meetings with the UK. All of it. So, there you go. And uh, Betty sent this one as well. says, Lord Sugar is going on the phone with the guy who has sent you a link to the email address for me and I will know how to send it to you after. <laughs> Run that one by me again. On the phone with the guy who sent you a link to the email address for me. It, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to make sense. It's just whatever weird random nonsense your phone comes out with. I think that's that's the feedback here that we can give to the software developers autocomplete it's all right it does a decent job but it doesn't know where to end sentences and it will just keep going forever and ever and ever and that's why we have fabricated all these untruths about lord sugar because google just doesn't know when to stop so um the main take from this this experiment with autocomplete is that lord sugar does kill people um so so take that take that with you into your day-to-day -day life and can I just say, before I play you loud, that that was a joke. And Lord Sugar has never, to my knowledge, killed anyone. Please don't sue me, your lordship. Thank you for the opportunity. It's Lauv. Lauv and 26. This is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hello. Uh, Alesso coming up in a second. And we'll do What's Going On as well, which is our little Saturday afternoon game that we've been doing for, for ages. And it's fun. So keep listening for that. Now, though, the moment you've all been waiting for, the truth. Last week, on the show, I, I made an announcement. The announcement was that I had come into direct contact with someone who had COVID-19. It was my closest call yet. Uh, previously, I, I spent about 15 minutes with someone who later tested positive and hugged them. Um, but it, I was okay in the end. This time, I spent five hours 
in a poorly ventilated room with this this super spreader. And they called me, and they were like, "I've got I've got Cronova," and I was like, "Oh no, here we go. This is it." I just spent sort of all of last weekend being like, "It's going to happen. I'm going to have to isolate. I've avoided it for two years, and COVID is coming." And and so I was just sort of mentally preparing myself. I took loads of your suggestions last week on how I could spend my isolation if and when it came. And, you know, I was, just, I was ready for it. I was ready to see my two lines and to spend a week locked up. Uh, even even within my flat, we took precautions. Um, for, for several days, um, my husband was like, you're not allowed to come in here without wearing a mask. We need to open the door. I don't really want to see you because I don't want to get COVID. And so those were the rules. And I was doing COVID tests every day. And, you know, you, you know what? Doing a COVID test first thing in the morning is horrible. It's the worst. Because, like, literally, within about a minute of my alarm going off and me waking up, I'd be up, the lights would be on, which is already horrible, because that makes your eyes water. And I'd be sticking a swab up my nose, which, again, makes your eyes water. So my eyes were just watering uncontrollably as I tried to, you know, twist this swab around my nostrils and get it all in the little test tube. And, oh, every day. For the last like eight days, I've done that, and every single day, I've been ready for the two lines. I've been prepared for them, and every single day, I just get the one line negative test, no COVID, and I'm amazed. I'm so shocked and surprised and impressed, really, that despite literally being in this poorly ventilated room for five hours with this guy. This is probably over the course of two to three days that they were infectious, probably. I didn't get COVID. And it's been it's been eight days now. I'm pretty sure. The, like, the mandatory isolation these days is seven. They say you probably won't get symptoms after seven days. So I think I'm, I'm in the clear. And I don't know how it's happened. I'm a medical miracle. Genuinely am baffled. It can mean one of two things, I suppose. Uh, it can either mean that the vaccine is really good at doing its job. I've had three of them. And um, I didn't get it. Maybe that's why. Go go, Team Pfizer. Or it could mean that I'm just really superhuman. And I just have an incredible body that can fight off COVID. Despite it literally being shoved in my face for hours. So I'd like to think it's the latter. I am like a medical miracle. And in the future, doctors would, you know, take my genes and analyze my DNA to try and work out why I'm so immune to COVID. Um, and I'm going to go and lick stuff now because I can. Because I'm superhuman. I'm invincible. That's basically what we've learned this week. So um, that is wonderful news. I didn't get COVID. Somehow, it's a miracle. Now watch as I go get it from somewhere completely random in the next week or two. Because that'll be my punishment for bragging about it. But... We're clear. We made it. So, happy days. Thank you for all your isolation tips. But I live to fight another day. Not yet. They're not needed yet. Uh, this is Alesso and Katy Perry when I'm gone on Wizard Radio. You know what? Speaking of COVID, Katy Perry's got those lateral flow earrings, hasn't she? I saw a picture of her wearing them yesterday. Um, the next must-have fashion item for 2022, apparently. Save the plastic waste. I'm all for it. Uh, right. It's time now for... Again. What's going on? On what's going on, I play you a clip of something that I found on the internet that is a bit random and a bit weird and sounds kind of funny and strange. And I don't tell you anything about it. I just play it and say, what's happening here? And it's then up to you to work out what is happening and have a guess and try and explain the sound you are hearing. There's no right answer. Well, there is a right answer. But I don't really expect you or even want you to get the right answer. I just want you to come up with something that's funny and entertaining and kills a few minutes on the radio. That's the, the purpose of all of this, really, isn't it? So, <laughs> phone's at the ready, and we'll have a listen to the clip, and we'll analyse it a little bit, and then I'll tell you how to get involved. So, your What's Going On clip for this week sounds like this. <laughs> it's quite musical, that. It's very short, but it's musical. Let's have it again. <laughs> it's quite a fun one. So it, it, it's got a pitch, I guess is the most obvious thing. It's, it's something that sounds 
very constant, like, uh, but it also sounds a bit wet. You know, you know what I mean when I say wet. It, it just does. And then at the end, there's a person laughing. That wasn't me laughing. That was that was the clip. So that's all you get. All you get on what's going on this week is that weird little clip of the noise and some laughter, and the noise is wet. That's all I can describe it with, basically. Um, it's quite satisfying to listen to. So if you have an explanation for what you have just heard, um, I'd like to see you try. I feel like that could really genuinely be anything this week, so hopefully we'll get some good ones. Send us a message right now with your guess. 07807 183 538 is the number. 07807 183 538. You can tweet me or DM me or... No, that's it. Uh, on Atwas Radio, or you can email station at wizardradio.co.uk. Those are the ways to get involved. All you have to do is try and come up with some kind of plausible explanation for what this actually is. <laughs> it also sort of fades in slightly, doesn't it? I don't know if that means anything, but you know, feel free to use that in your deductions when you're trying to work out what is happening there. So that's your what's going on clip. Can you explain that to me? 07807183538. All guesses welcome. We'll go through the correct answers and the wrong answers uh, before the end of the show. About 10 to 5 if you're still around then. And if not, you know, there's a, there's a podcast you can find out the answer on. So that's what's going on for this week. Coming up, that brilliant DOD song with Carla Monroe. Gail as well. And more Lord Sugar based chat. This is a Lord Sugar special of the show. Lots of Apprentice-related discussion coming up today, just for you, because apparently um, research suggests that everyone loves Lord Sugar and I should talk about it on the radio more. So that's on the way. Right now, it's just before four o'clock. Let's get a news update. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. DOD Carla Monroe, still sleepless on Wizard Radio before that. Gale and ABC, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that is the name of that song. Hello, it's Alec Feldman until 5pm and Sadie Jean coming up and Piri and Fireboy DML as well. Um, so, earlier on we played the autocomplete Lord Sugar game where we made up some things about Lord Sugar, including that he kills people in the room behind his boardroom, which he, does, <laughs> he doesn't, I should add, um, to my knowledge. But we, we need to talk about the actual episode of the apprentice that was on the tv on thursday night i feel like it was it was long ago now that we can sort of talk about it without ruining it for people i watched it on catch up yesterday so uh, here we go i haven't watched the apprentice for years i sort of watched it for a few years and i got a bit bored of it because it felt a bit samey and didn't really give it much thought but it was back on the telly this year and it hasn't been on for ages and i was like you know what let's let's see what's happening see if it's it's still good and you know what it is still good it's great it's compelling viewing, it's really funny, but also, it's really infuriating at the same time. <laughs> it's weird, it's... The thing is, right, to go on The Apprentice, you have to be a certain type of person. I'm not that type of person, I could never be that type of person. You need to have a lot of ego, you need to have an excessive amount of confidence, and basically, you need to genuinely believe that you can try anything and be good at it. I feel like any sensible person will know that, well, well, no, you can't. You know, some people aren't good at some things. Some people need practice at certain things, and that's fine. But if you go on The Apprentice, you have to think, no, I can learn how to be a fishmonger in 10 minutes and sell loads of fish. Um, obviously, you can't, but you need to believe that you can to go on The Apprentice, and I, I don't believe that I could sell loads of fish. So that's why I would never go on myself. Uh, but it's... It's an interesting watch because of that. All these people are like self-employed business people, right? Which does make sense because nobody would hire them because they are all morons. They might have some kind of business aptitude, maybe, but they are, they're so thick, just lacking in general knowledge and common sense. So let me just, we'll run you through the episode and talk about exactly why these people are absolute morons, okay? It starts with Lord Sugar, not actually being there to set him the task. He's been turned into a video game character. Now, this will give you nightmares. Lord Sugar's face, but animated and slightly squashed inside a helmet with loads of, like, full-body armor will give you nightmares forever. It's like your sleep paralysis demon. It's not. It's weird. Um, and so he's, he's in this video game, and he's beating people up and shooting them with a massive gun. 
and I mean it's quite funny if not bizarre and they're all they're all stood there watching it going ha look at Lord Sugar but really just think oh my god this is this is embarrassing but anyway so he shows up in the video game because this week's talk is about video games now again I haven't watched it in a few years I think they're running out of ideas for the tasks I think they are getting more and more ridiculous because so far this series it's like they've just got like they've looked around their house and gone what have we got in our house that we haven't done a task about yet so there was the toothbrush task this series where they had to design a toothbrush okay there was the the fish selling game uh, task which again quite random we want you to sell fish to prove you're worthy of a big investment from lord sugar um okay fine and then this week obviously design your own video game now video games take years of planning and research and development and writing and all that stuff and these clowns who have never designed a video game in their life think they can do it in a day which in itself is hilarious and I love the bit where they send them to talk to the experts because what expert would hear a pitch from people who have designed a game in 24 hours and would sit there and go, mm, yeah, this is actually quite good. None. They must all be getting, I don't know what they, why they're there. I don't know what Lord Sugar has on them to be like, oi, can you come and listen to these apprentices pitch their terrible video games? And you've got people, there were people there who were from like Microsoft and Xbox and they had to listen to that rubbish. But anyway... That's by the by, uh, they were designing video games, and I would like to do a quick round of Lord Sugar Bad Joke Watch, because he always gets his, um, you know, pre-scripted jokes, and I just wanted to play you a few of the highlights. Um, the first one in Lord Sugar Bad Joke Watch um, was a beautifully delivered zinger about Fortnite. Now you may think I'm out of the loop on video games and don't know my fortnight from a week next Tuesday. You see, it's the delivery. It's all in the delivery. So convincing. It sounds like he just came up with that one on the spot. But no, it was actually pre-written, but you'd never know, would you? No. And uh, he, even, he even tweaked his catchphrase in reference to the task. And I'll see you in the ballroom where at least one of you it will be game over. Now again, he didn't quite get the delivery on that one, right? Because he just said, at least one of you, it will be game over. He probably should have put in like a, a four at some point. Four at least one, but you know, whatever. Um, and then if we go go to the end of the episode in Lord Sugar Bad Joke Watch, there was some great football bants. Uh, this was supposed to be something to do with 10 years in the future, was that right? Yep, so um, we wanted a modern future. That was Had something Spurs that... or West Ham won anything by then? <laughs> uh, I thought that's a comment. <laughs> they all laugh politely. Um, again, the, the reason Lord Sugar asked that question was not because he wanted to know the answer about, you know, was it set in the future? He just wanted to make that football gag. Um, because it was only a script and he has to you know, go through it and tick off all the, the jokes that have been written by his gag writers. Um, so there was, you know, laddy laddy football bants. And possibly my favourite, purely because of the completely dead reception it got. To be honest with you, I've seen more action in an episode of The Night Garden. Um, <coughs> okay. <laughs> it was just the way, there, there wasn't even any polite laughter for that one, it was just... <clears throat> okay, <laughs> nobody can be bothered to pretend to laugh at that joke, but so that's that's Lord Sugar bad joke watch. <clears throat> um, but also, I I felt like I was being gaslit by this episode. I've got so many notes on this, by the way, that I just need to get off my chest. I feel like I was being gaslit because there was a bit where they're designing the game, one of the teams, and they're calling it like Arctic Adventure. Or Ar I think it was called Arctic Savior. And they kept saying this word, Arctic, and I've never heard the word Arctic before. And, you know, everybody was saying it, and they were all using it, and I was like, am I hearing things? Are they saying Arctic or Arctic? I'm sure they're saying it wrong, but they were all, they were all saying it like that, and I was like, this is weird. And then I saw it written down, and they wrote A-R-T-I-C, and I was like, have I been getting it wrong all this time? Is there another word that I don't know about? Is Arctic different to Arctic? And I just, I thought I was going mad because I didn't understand why nobody was sat there going, hang on, isn't it Arctic, not Arctic? And eventually Karen pipes up and goes, 
it's funny they, they didn't seem to realize that it's actually called arctic and i was like ah oh, thank you karen i thought i was going insane but no it's them that are all the idiots um they can't even spell the word arctic they were also under the impression that penguins live in the arctic or arctic they don't they're in the antarctic um another highlight was you know lord sugar right he made his money off selling these really old computers and skyboxes and selling things out the back of his van. But apparently he's also an expert in video games, because this is what he was saying in the boardroom. You might think I know nothing about video games, but I've actually made thousands. No, you haven't. You didn't invent Mario Kart, did you, Lord Sugar? But apparently he's an expert. He doesn't strike me as a gamer, but okay. And the final thing I have on my list of notes about this week's episode of The Apprentice, brackets, why are they so dumb? So they do the boardroom stuff. The person gets fired. They go back to the house. And normally what happens is there's a bit of a scene where they all go, Oh my God, you're back. And then, you know, Lord Sugar's search for his next apprentice continues. But this time it, they changed up the formula. And I mean, it, it was shocking. Everyone was shocked. So the people go back to the house. And then apparently, so the editors would have us believe, just seconds later, Lord Sugar knocks at the door. So, again, I'm just trying to work out the chronology of this. So he fires the person, they get in the taxi and go home, or go, you know, behind the boardroom to be killed. The two survivors go back to the house. But then Lord Sugar travels in a car just slightly behind them to follow them back to the house so that he can knock on the door almost as soon as they get back. I mean, that's not very environmentally friendly, for one thing. Why didn't they all carpool? But also, what if what if he'd shown up first before they'd arrived back? They'd be really confused. Um, but he shows up, and in something that I don't think I've ever seen before, he gives them another task in the episode. Literally, at the end of the episode, he's like, your task is... And he sends them all off to Wales. And the way he announced this, he was like, I'm sending you to Wales. And they were all like, oh my god! As if he'd told them he was sending them to, like, Ibiza. <laughs> but no, no, he was sending them to North Wales. But they all acted like they'd won some kind of amazing prize. So that's that's where it was left. On a big cliffhanger where he sends them to North Wales to sell some package holidays after unexpectedly showing up at their house. And that is just everything I wanted to get off my chest about this week's episode of The Apprentice. Because I was just watching it thinking this is absolutely ridiculous. They're all thick and I just need to vent this to someone. So there you go. If anyone can answer me the question why are they all so dumb I'll happily hear your suggestions. But that was that. Um, I have nothing more to say on the matter. <laughs> Sadie Jean and what are you doing now? Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio. Playing Sadie Jean, what are you doing now? I'm Alec Feldman, hello. Um, coming up, Piri and Fireboy DML and Griffin Sigrid's song as well, uh, very shortly. So I've got my, uh, my anger about The Apprentice out of my system. Not anger, just, you know, confusion. Next, something that's troubled me slightly. You know Build-A-Bear? It was, I think, I mean, they're, they're shops, aren't they? Still open. You go and you, you pick all the bits of your bear and you get it stuffed and you get like a custom-made bear, right? Uh, big thing, sort of posh rich kids would have birthday parties there and all that kind of stuff. They've gone a bit X-rated. This is troubling me a little bit. So on their website now, ahead of, I guess, Valentine's Day, which is in a week or so, if you're into all that kind of thing, uh, it's now got an 18 plus section. Um, and you can get adult bears, apparently. Um, now, I don't know exactly what this involves. I, I'd i have a look, but I'm a bit scared, and also I'm not old enough to legally say, yes, I'm 18+, plus. please let me into this bit of the website. <laughs> so, I don't know. But it worries me, because it just feels wrong on, on many, many levels. Um, number one, I guess, just being builder bears. They're supposed to be wholesome. They're supposed to be like cute and friendly and for kids you can't go around making something cute and friendly for kids you know adult and a bit mucky it just it doesn't sit right does it what if what if a young child sees it and they're like oh this is cute it's a teddy bear and the parents would be like no it's not for you it's an adult teddy bear whatever that even means um also you wouldn't you know what i mean you wouldn't make the teletubbies mucky would you or as lord sugar called it the night guard and you wouldn't make you know 18 plus versions of that. Why should Build-A-Bear be any different? I think keep it pure and wholesome and don't corrupt the minds of our youth with, with these things. But also, I, I think this is the bit that troubles me the most, actually. 
if you're doing 18 plus, you know, romantic Valentine's Day builder bears, that must mean there is a market for people who want to buy their their partners sort of these custom builder bears for Valentine's Day. And I think you know what, more than anything else, that's the bit that just makes me a little bit sick inside. <laughs> Here you go, I got you a teddy bear. Ugh, no. If any, tell you what, if anybody ever gets me a teddy bear in any of my future relationships, I I think I'll break up with them on the spot. They're clearly the wrong person. I'm not interested. Um, so that is deeply, deeply wrong and deeply, deeply troubling. And I would strongly advise you not to venture into the 18 plus section of the Builder Bear website. Which is not right. Um, coming up next. Has a PowerPoint presentation ever changed your life? I'll explain why I'm asking that in a second. This is Piri and Tommy Villiers beaching. Tommy Villiers beaching. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hello. So before that, I, I posed a, a big, big powerful question, which is, has a PowerPoint presentation ever changed your life? Um, there might be a very specific question. It might be too specific. Maybe, maybe a PowerPoint presentation hasn't changed anybody's life. But the reason I ask is because I saw a story this week about that, you know, the bloke who lives in the, the house and has all the parties with the, the hair, Boris, Boris something him. So <laughs> he, he wasn't that interested in climate change until, well, basically until just after he became prime minister three years ago, apparently, you know, he used to write articles being like, oh, it's all, it's all nonsense and all this kind of stuff. It's not man-made at all. And then um, at some point in the last few years, he had a sudden change of heart and he's like, hang on, no, this is bad, this is really bad, we need to do something about it. And has sort of set government policy to try and do something about climate change. Um, whether or not it works remains to be seen, but he claims to be trying. And the reason that he's had this like overnight conversion to worrying about climate change was because just after he became prime minister, a load of government scientists, including... Uh, I think Jonathan Van Tam, who's like the chief scientific officer, you know him, he used to be on the press conferences before COVID, he was doing this with Boris. They all sat him down and said, listen, we want to show you how important this is. They showed him a PowerPoint and it, I guess it had some graphs and some modelling and some statistics and some facts and he saw this PowerPoint and it apparently completely changed his outlook on, on life and on climate change and on all that stuff. Just a few PowerPoint slides completely turned it around for him i mean I'd, i would love to see this powerpoint presentation i don't know if it's publicly available but how can a powerpoint be that powerful did it have <laughs> like subliminal messaging hidden within it like below the spectrum of human hearing or what i don't know but he changed his life and i thought well this is odd i don't think anybody will have ever had their life changed by a powerpoint presentation but then i was like hang on i I've sort of had my life changed by a PowerPoint presentation in a way. In a way. And I'll tell you about this. I don't think... Have I ever talked about this on the show before? I don't think I have. When I... How old was I? Like 11. When I was in year 7, one of my favourite pastimes, me and me and my friends, because we were all really, really cool, we'd spend our break times and lunch times creating an animated series on... Microsoft PowerPoint. And now I don't think there are many cartoons in the world that are made on Microsoft PowerPoint. Uh, but ours was. It was about a man called Dave. Dave would have adventures. Uh, most of those adventures would involve Dave becoming horrifically injured. Like I said, the whole thing was being made on PowerPoint. We used like, honestly, I am I am a god of PowerPoint these days because of this experience. This is how it changed my life. I know everything there is to know about PowerPoint transitions and PowerPoint effects and using PowerPoint to animate things and make them move and clip art, all of that stuff I became an expert in because we made this cartoon on PowerPoint using clip art images and all the transitions and stuff. It's a very unconventional way of animating, almost as painstaking as those like flipbook things. So in a way that did change my life. It was a very big part of my life for a good, I don't know, six to eight months we were doing those. There were loads of episodes. I don't think they were ever really released anywhere. But we had a nice time making them for the time being. Um, and, it, you know, you sort of grow up and go, that was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? And it was a bit rubbish. But but at the time, it felt great. We were like, this is going to be huge. This is going to go viral. It'll make us millions. Uh, never did. Never did. But um, in a way, it changed my life because it gave me purpose. 
it gave me Microsoft PowerPoint skills, which are highly transferable to future employment. So that is how a PowerPoint presentation managed to change my life. It's not quite Boris Johnson being convinced by the climate, but it, it happened. It is a thing. So maybe, maybe people have had their lives changed by a PowerPoint presentation. Have you? Have you ever seen a PowerPoint so impressive, so powerful that your life has changed? Have you ever created a PowerPoint presentation that's changed your life? And can I also say, uh, for the purposes of this, we can also include stuff made on, is it is it slides? Is that what the Apple version's called? Or Google, Google Slides, whatever. You know what I mean. Has a presentation ever changed your life? 07807183538. Will we get anything on this? I don't know. We might have a big old gap in the show because nobody has had their life changed by a PowerPoint. But I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful they'll at least be like the one person. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes. The one person. 07807 183538. Uh, station at wizardradio.co.uk on the emails. Or you can tweet me and DM me at wizradio on there and I'll see it. Has a presentation ever changed your life? I'm, I'm, I'm a bit scared, but we'll see how this one goes. Uh, coming up, Griff and Sigrid after Fireboy DML and Ed Sheeran. This song's really big. But how much do you know about Fireboy DML? I would imagine not a lot, actually. They've sort of come out of nowhere for us. So I've done my homework. I've got loads of great facts for you that are all completely true because I've, I've researched it. They can't be wrong. So here is my 60-second guide to Fireboy DML. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Fireboy DML is the alter ego of a popular and troubled Disney child star. When they're making pop bangers, which less so in recent years, they go by the name of Demi Lovato. But the Fireboy in Fireboy DML represents the music made under this alter ego being, you know, absolute fire, whilst the DML does stand for Demi Lovato. Not many people know this, as Demi doesn't want to be judged based on who they are, but they want to be judged on the quality of the music they make and that's why it's a secret. Uh, this song was initially really big in many African countries before Ed Sheeran heard it and he was like, hang on, why aren't I on this? And invited himself to be a part of it. Now, um, Fireboy Demi Lovato didn't actually get much of a say in whether or not Ed Sheeran would be a part of it because there's a lesser known law in Nigeria that says Ed Sheeran must be allowed to record a verse on any song he likes. So Ed did that. He brought the attention to the attack uh, of a Western audience and that exposed Fireboy DML's alter ego uh, which made Demi Lovato really, really angry. And that is Fireboy DML in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Griff and Sigrid head on fire on Wizard Radio before that. Fireboy DML, Ed Sheeran with Peru. It's Alec Feldman until 5pm. Thanks for hanging out with me this afternoon. Um, Jax Jones' new song is next, which I've been excited to play the whole time I've been on because it's really, really good. And uh, CK as well, which is a very fun song for the end of the show. Has a PowerPoint presentation ever changed your life? That is a very specific question. I'm not sure there is an answer to it for most people. But, you know, it only takes a couple. Boris Johnson had his life changed by a PowerPoint presentation. It was so powerful this PowerPoint. I don't know I don't know what was in it really other than, you know, some graphs and stats. But it's so powerful. It turned him from a climate change skeptic into like a oh my god, this is an emergency type person. Um so that must be some PowerPoint. I'd like to see those slides. And we have amazingly had some messages about PowerPoints changing lives. I didn't I didn't know we would, but we have and that's that's such a relief um, because it means there's not a big gap in the show. So let's let's go. Kaylee says, "Me and my friends are obsessed with Friends, the TV show. My friends once showed me a PowerPoint presentation on how Ross and Rachel were actually not on a break, and therefore Ross did actually cheat on Rachel. This changed so much my perspective on life, love, and most importantly, friends. Wow. I mean, that was dedication to." It's dedication to the show to make a PowerPoint about, um, you know, whether or not they were on a break, sort of presenting the legalities and the arguments. But, uh, wow, it, it changed not only your view on that dispute, but life. Incredible. What Again, what was in it? What were the slides? How many slides were there? Were there lots of pictures? Were there words? Were there graphs? What was so convincing about this PowerPoint? I, I genuinely would love to know because... I didn't think PowerPoints were ever that inspiring, ever. 
I went to uni and got myself in lots and lots of debt to see some PowerPoints and I, did they change my life? Yeah, debatable. Probably not really. But I'm glad to see that they're out here changing people's lives where it matters. <laughs> uh, Flow. Actually, no, before I go into Flow, actually, have you just reminded me? This is, this, I completely forgot about this until I read that message. When I was at school, someone made a PowerPoint about why a girl they fancied should date them and showed this PowerPoint to everyone in the library. Uh, I think it worked. I, I can't really remember, to be honest, but you know, well done them. Uh, Flo says, me and my friends had a Zoom PowerPoint night in lockdown back in 2020. This was the levels of boredom we were at. Basically, we all cooked dinner at our own homes, sat on Zoom with each other, and then screen shared PowerPoint presentations that we had each made. I did one about why Elsa from Frozen actually shouldn't have let it go, <laughs> and why holding a grudge is sometimes more important. But the one that changed my life was a mostly false presentation one of my friends made about why dogs eat grass. It reminded me of how stupid my friends are. So what you're saying there is, the presentation did change your life, but not for the better. It was just fake news. And when you got to the end of it, you were like, wow, you lot are absolute morons. <laughs> a bit like me watching The Apprentice. Yeah, so it, do it doesn't always change your life for the better. Interesting. Um, Mo says, I once found a PowerPoint on Google about all of the evidence we have. Aliens do actually exist. That changed my life. I'm an alien believer now. Just search aliens PPT on Google and do speech marks over the PPT so only PowerPoint files show up. You can find the wildest things on the internet. I'm not sure I want to do that, Mo. I'm also not sure I've, I've done the right thing in reading that out on the radio because now there will be... There's always one. There will be one person now who goes on and searches for this PowerPoint presentation and reads it. And then they're like, wow, aliens are real. And I don't really want to be responsible for that. I don't want to be the person that creates, you know, like conspiracy theorists and alien believers. But very well, this must have been a, a powerful presentation. Uh, you remind me of my friends that have got religious a little bit there. <laughs> anyway, um, this one is coming from James, as in James Gilmore, as in, you know, the guy that's, that's on Wizard Radio and on this show sometimes. And um, he could come and deliver it himself, but I've got it written down, so I might as well read it for him. Um, you know, the less we hear his voice, the better, if you ask me. <laughs> Kidding. When I was doing my GCSEs, producer James Gilmore said, one of my science teachers assigned each of us a different illness that we had to do a PowerPoint presentation on. Um, for a reason I'm going to assume has nothing to do with my personality, I was assigned rabies. <laughs> and to this day, I know a lot more about rabies than I did before, but sadly it turned out to be one of those things I thought would be more important to my life than it actually is. It joins a list that includes quicksand and how fast can you run? I thought that was going to go in a different direction, you know, James. I thought you would say I looked up rabies and found out everything there is to know about rabies and then developed an irrational phobia of getting rabies. But no, if anything, it, it didn't change your life at all. You did it and then forgot about it. He doesn't have the right to reply, so we'll just have to assume that I am correct. This song is very good. I, again, I've said this a few times. One of my bizarre passions in life is 90s dance music i think it's great despite the fact that i was not alive in most of the 90s and this song sounds like that but it also sounds bang up today and it's great this is jacks jones and m and ek where did you go on wizard radio wizard radio that is good jacks jones and m and ek new song came out yesterday i think called where did you go um atb might be uh, instructing his lawyers a little bit but it's very very good and I like it a lot. Right, I'm Alec Feldman. Thanks for hanging out with me this afternoon. Miles is on at five o'clock. But first, let's get the answers on. What's going on? This is where I play you a little clip of something that's a bit weird, a bit out of context. Sometimes it's like a chaotic event unfolding. Sometimes it's just something slightly weird sounding that I found on the internet. And your job is to work out what is happening based only on what you can hear it, it's sort of a bit like the secret sound but much better you know this isn't like oh what's that noise is it somebody opening a can it's you can't guess this but have a go anyway and this week's uh, what's going on clip sounds like this <laughs> all you get is that weird 
whatever that is, and somebody laughing. I think it's quite a difficult one. Um, so let's see what we've we've had in. Jesse says, I think I know what's going on in this clip. Is this the sound of a dog barking into water? I can't even begin to explain to you why I think this is what it is. There's no logic to my guess, but that's what it is. Okay. Can, can a dog bark into water? Would it not just, like, I don't know, choke? I, I, I don't know how that would work. And why, why would it sound like... Look, I know you said you can't explain it, but... I mean, that's just that's just silly. Come on, come on. Let's have another listen. Do you really think this is a dog? <laughs> actually, you know what? Maybe it could be. That might have actually slightly convinced me. Um, maybe, okay. It's a, de it's a reasonable guess, but you're not correct. But um, thanks for getting involved anyway, Jesse. Will says, I'm going to set the scene for you, Alec. This is two friends. They're both women or girls, depending on their age. Think they're women, though. One of them has a hose in their hands. Hose in their hands. There's a hose in their hand. Sorry. Um, in this clip, they're being filmed spraying a hose into their mouth. But they're filming it on TikTok with a filter on it, which is why it's pitched all weirdly. Makes sense that you can. Oh, yeah, okay. So they're, they're spraying something from a hose into their mouth with a filter. And the filter's the thing that makes the audio go all like... Because it's, it's a filter. An interesting suggestion, but again, no. I mean, it might be two women or girls. I don't actually know the identity of the people in this clip. Um, so it could be women, could be girls, could be neither, could be both, uh, you know. Um, but you're wrong on that front. They are holding something in their hands. And actually, going back to Jesse's guess as well, it does involve some kind of, I guess, liquid. It's something being done into a liquid, but the liquid isn't water, and there's no hose involved. But that's that's what I can tell you so far. Ellie says, is this someone gargling into water with one of those tubes that people use to auto-tune things? I can't explain it. Like a translucent tube, artists put it in their mouth, and then it auto-tunes their voice. This, plus water, plus laughter. Am I close? Ah. Uh... No, no, not really. Again, the gargling into water thing, that's an interesting suggestion. That is, that's sort of in the right direction, but I don't know what you're talking about with these auto-tune tubes. I've never heard of one of those before. So, so if you're a singer, you can put, what, a tube in their mouth, and that somehow manipulates the, the sound that comes out of your own mouth in real time. Is that right? So you could, you could live auto-tune yourself. But that's not real. That's something out of like a sci-fi film, surely. I don't believe these things exist. What are they called? I might, I might even search this. Because I auto-tune mouth tube. I want to know what you're on about. I'm, I'm fascinated. A talk box? Is it called a talk box tube? Um, talk box and auto-tune are completely different effects according to Google. Um, they just make your, your voice sound a bit like an instrument. Okay. That's kind of cool, but interesting. Uh, no, it's not that. It's not that, but maybe maybe in a way it is. I think it's time. Nobody's got it. Nobody's even come close, which I quite enjoy. Like I say, it's not about getting the right answer. It's just about some entertaining suggestions. The real answer on what's going on this week. It involves a musical instrument and a food stuff. I told you there was a liquid involved. It's sort of a liquid, sort of not. It's a gray area in chemical terms jelly the liquid is jelly it's a big bowl of jelly and somebody is playing a trumpet into some jelly and this is what the sound of a trumpet being played into jelly sounds like <laughs> i think that's really cool it sounds a bit like you know when like jazz singers do all that scatting and like all that that's what that sounds like a little bit can we hear it again That's, that's what's going on this week. Nobody got it right, but I had a nice time anyway. It was a trumpet being played into some jelly. Thanks for getting involved. And that is pretty much the end of the show. So thank you very much for listening. I've had a fun time. I enjoyed ranting about The Apprentice. I enjoyed making up lies about Lord Sugar. It was a very Lord Ch Sugar heavy show today, actually. Um, if you missed any of the Lord Sugar-based content, or any of it, actually, 
there is a podcast of this show that you can listen to whenever you like. It's called Alec Feldman, the podcast. It's in all the usual places. I'd really, really love it if you gave it a listen, if you've missed anything and subscribed or reviewed it or whatever. You know, it's there. It's there for you if you want it. And I'll be back next week with more of the same. Weekly mix stuff on Friday, by the way. Um, I got told it was a particularly good one last week. So if you missed that, you're lost. But we'll do it all again uh, on Friday, 3 till 4 p.m. I pick all the music. It's, it's quite fun. And on the way next, it is Miles Mikulski. He'll be here after the news and after CK. This is Emiliana on Wizard Radio. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Thank you.